Hey, it's Greg Stanley. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I love everything automotive. This passion has expanded to include being a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. So if you need assistance buying or consigning a collector car at any one of our online or live auctions, including Scottsdale, Amelia Island, or Monterey, you can reach one of our car specialists at rmsotheby's.com or you can email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Hey, it's Greg Stanley. Thanks for live streaming with us. Uh, This is our very first collector car fantasy football, and I'd like to thank the folks from Haggerty and RM Sotheby's uh, for support for this event. If you'd like to play along, you can go to thecollectorcarpodcast.com and uh, pull down the rules as well as the uh, sheets for playing. So I would like to invite some folks to this podcast here. And you can see we have quite a group of folks here. So for those of you that don't know these people, I would like for all of us to introduce ourselves starting with Julie. Take it away, Julie. Um, this is Julie Guscallon, and I am the Director of Audience Development for Haggerty. So essentially, I uh, hang around and wait for all these car people to talk about their favorite cars that they uh, will never actually own. So now, why are you an expert, and what is the strategy for picking tonight? So I manage all of Haggerty's social media accounts. So I like to say that we are democratizing car culture for one and all. And uh, so I've had the benefit of being around some amazing cars, some cool cars, some not so great cars, particularly with Brad. Um, (laughs) Oh, shot fired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the strategy here really is uh, to win. Oh, to Um, win. All right. So a big part of winning is having a great team name. So would you like to tell us what your team's name is? Yes, we are the Socialistas. Oh, Socialistas. Very nice. All right, Brad, you're up. Well, tough to follow Julie in this because Socialista (laughs) does fit her so well. Uh, I am Brad Phillips. I'm with Haggerty. I am our Director of Automotive Lifestyle Business Development which is an incomprehensible title for an incomprehensible job. My favorite thing (laughs) is talking cars, buying cars, selling cars, being on live streams, doing content stuff all the time. That is where many people have seen me in this background uh, behind me ever since March of last year, coincidentally, which was the last time I got to leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm doing great. Really doing great. So, Brad, why are you an expert? You don't look like an expert with that the face you just had on. <laughs> hey, thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm an expert because I have lost money on 40 or so consecutive cars. And I think that really tees me up for success in here. Uh, Julie may say she's going to win this thing. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> so what's your strategy? Well, Interestingly, I am privy to a lot of information along these lines. We talk about car values a lot, what's hot, what's not, what's trending. And I have taken all that, bundled it up and thrown it behind me and (laughs) picked some cars that I just think are really neat. And I tried to keep it under that million dollar cap. So who knows what's going to happen? Right. All right. Well, what's the name of your team? I thought long and hard about this. 
and I am the crankshafters because it's got a mechanical component to it. And I'm always getting shafted when I sell a car. So it seems to blend in. That makes sense. Sure. All right. Next up is Ramsey. Hey, everybody. I'm Ramsey Potts, car specialist with R.M. Sotheby's. And this is going to be a great time uh, for all of these. All right. Well, tell us, why are you an expert? Why am I an expert? So, uh, like Brad, I, uh, at different times in my life, have had uh, what's behind me here is a 69 Volvo, a fleet of essentially absolutely worthless automobiles. Uh, The difference (laughs) being that mine actually don't break down. So, I feel compared to at least one of my competitors, I'm qualified. And as a car specialist, I, uh, I frankly used every possible upcoming consignment that I had that I thought would sell extremely well and picked one of those as well. So uh, I guess I'm using insider information to qualify as a so-called expert. And I really hate to ask, but what's your team's name? My team name, which <laughs> will reveal to you my underlying strategy is Team Flip Flop. And that is an acronym <laughs> for Fuel Injected Power Plant for lots of payoff. Frankly, I have had my nice. fill of carburetors. We're going with fuel injection from this point forward. And I think that's, other than of course, one of our classes, uh, everything is fuel injected. Wow, that's fantastic. That's really good. And I guess I'm last. So I'm Greg Stanley. I'm a consultant for RM Sotheby's, host of the Collector Car Podcast. And that kind of makes me an expert just because I talk about cars every week. And the name, I was going to go with the Fast Gassers at first, but I thought that's probably not too flattering. So I decided to go with Op Lock V Block. Opposite Lock V8 Block is where that comes from, in case you're wondering. All right. So thank you for all of you for joining us. Yeah, you like that? I know Ramsey's not a big fan of V8s, but that's okay. That's what makes this fun. The Swedes find them a little intimidating. So a little the Volvo thing. <laughs> you know. Okay, so let's figure out our draft picks here. So Julie, pick a number one through four. Three. All right, Brad. One. And Ramsey. Obviously, I'm going to go with four. So that makes me number two. Oh, man. All right, so number two goes first. Number four goes second. Number... Let me get this right. <laughs> number one goes third. And number four, or number three goes fourth. All right, so I'll go first. Wait, we have what, so Rams? Which one was one? Which one was one again? Uh, number one was number two. You're number three, Brad. You're third. You're three. You're I'm third. third. I'm first. Ramsey. Second. Yeah. Brad and Julie. I just got a headache. All right. <laughs> okay, before we begin, I do want to call out a couple other live streaming events coming. If you listen to the podcast, we do this episode called Ultimate Garage, and we're going to have McKeel Haggerty's Ultimate Garage in February for live streaming. And so I'm forcing him to pick five, I'm sorry, 10 cars for his Ultimate Garage. And in March is Wayne Carini, and then I'll be live streaming at some select Concours events. So be sure to stick around and listen to all that fun stuff. And I do want to thank Haggerty and Arm Sotheby's for being such great sponsors of this automotive fun stuff that we're doing here. All right, so now it's time for the rules. All cars must be in Haggerty's valuation database. You can use any value for the car in that condition. So if you pick a value number three, 
you need to have value number three next time we do the next rounds, all right? Uh, once a car is picked, that is out. It's out for any other category. Can't use that car again. And you must remain under the salary cap of $1 million for draft day, which is tonight. Uh, and we'll have two bench cars that you can trade out uh, for rounds one and two. And we'll do that on the next rounds. All right, any questions? No. Pretty straightforward. Let's get started. All right, All right. so we're gonna do the snake method, which is one, two, three, four, then four, two, three, one. So let's all remember that. I'm so confused I, from the first thing we did. Can we slow that down? <laughs> <laughs> so I got to go first, which I guess is okay. I don't know. All right. So the first category is Italian stallion. For my first pick, all right, I got three choices here. I'm going to pick the 1990 Ferrari Testarossa, condition number three. Uh, valued at $105,000. All right. Ramsey, i trying to remember who's up. My first pick of the Italian Stallions, a 1990 Alfa Romeo Spider Quadrofoglio, condition number two, for a grand total of $20,400. Wow. You're going to have some pocket change. Oh, I've got lots of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad. Well, I, I think we've already seen exactly what's happening um, right <laughs> out of the gate here, because I'm I'm sensing that my 1987 Ferrari Testarossa would not be allowed to be Ooh. stated because it's the same thing. Wow, no. we've already we've already we've already hit right along the line there. Um, so I now go to my bench. And let's see, what do I want to pick between my other cars? That's an and, Italian stallion. Uh, oh boy, yeah, it's got to be an Italian stallion. It's got to be my second or third on the bench here. I'm oh, this go. is going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah, this is all night, right? And I thought we were going to, I was going to talk. I had cars, Brad, in every category? I've got witty anecdotes and stories and history about how the engines were built on every one of these cars. So buckle up, folks. It's going to be a long night. All right, we're going to go with a 1969 Iso Grifo. Oh. All right. Now I have, of course, picked a seven liter because I like big blocks. Oh, <laughs> and nice. I'm picking a condition three, which starts me off at a heady number of 444,000. Wow. Oh, oh. Out of the oh. gate. <laughs> Nick Spender. Right there. Uh, yeah. And Greg, I'll get you for that Testarossa because that's a. I'm saving these for later, Brad, just for you. That's pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> I can't. What is that? Is that a... <laughs> All right, Julie, you're up. Okay. So I'm going to go with a 1973 Ferrari 246 GTS in a condition number three Ooh, nice. for 290000 Wow. Okay. Wow, that is a good one. Dad All right. warned me about you, Julie. He warned me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Julie, you're up again. Now uh, we go backwards. So American Muscle, Julie, kick it off. Um, a 1979 Ford Bronco for uh, condition number three for 25600 Is that a muscle car, people? We're going to say it is. <laughs> I would actually agree with you. So I'm going to go. I'm going to say yes. All right. Car. Bradley. What? But a muscle car? And what was that you picked? Well, it was American Muscle. It's American it Muscle. It's American. 
It's a it's a truck. Uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> All right, Bradley. American Muscle. I'm noticing no one stole this one from me. How gracious of the group. Uh, we have picked the first gen Dodge Viper RT10. Ooh. Now, I yeah. have. Uh, Cat's already out, out of the bag, Brad. Cat's already out of the bag. Not in a number three condition. Oh! <laughs> huh? So this is where this is where the strategy comes in. You pick a number three because sure the number ones and twos are on a run. Everybody knows that. And what happens to that next level down, Pots? You tell well, me. That train has not. They get they get hooked and brought right up with the rest of them. So give me a number three RT10. For $33,300. Okay. All right. Ramsey, you're up. <clears throat> well, get out your claws and your daggers. Because my first American muscle pick is a 1991 Ford Taurus SHO. No. One yes. That is a muscle. I would have to agree with you. That's high point of ford that year except for the mustang i mean that it was, was slim pickens as good as it got it was that or the fox body mustang that was so exhausted and of course there was the ford pro gt uh but oh no oh, no, no, no 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 the taurus <laughs> sho in a number one condition with that yamaha power plant for fifteen thousand five hundred dollars as a number one condition. nice i will have to guess that's on no one else's list no right? one else. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good I didn't get the number two because that was the 88 Ford Thunderbird Turbo Coupe. So I just, that would have been ugly. Okay. Hey, you, you can't say, you may need that one for another category, my no, friend. No, you might want to keep okay. those under your, under your hat. All right. All right, my pick, and I've talked about this car many times on my podcast because it's, I think it's bottomed out. It's on its way up. Mopars are super soft right now. So I picked a 1970 Plymouth Cuda AAR. That's my pick for uh, $59,200, number three condition. Those have got to turn around. All right, my turn again. Now it's rising sun, so Japanese. I am going with the 1966 Honda S600 convertible, condition number three for $25,300. That's my pick. Using that Haggerty valuation, very good. I actually used some of the uh, bull market articles. Yeah, back that's a little exactly bit. right. It's, it's All right, so Ramsey. Is that right, Ramsey? Yep. 1991 Honda Civic SI number two condition. So excuse me, the CRX SI. So my apologies, the Honda CRX SI for 18 thousand dollars in 1991 we had the fuel injection four-wheel disc brakes i think a whopping 105 horsepower but look everybody wanted one they were phenomenal cars back then and i think they are about to really kick in i agree i agree all right brad you're up rising sun yes well, let's see. I'm having to rejigger my whole list because of the <laughs> incredible difference in values in those things, which is part of the fun of this. But let me tell you, uh, I had several choices here, and I am going to go with, oh, brother, 
1991 Toyota Land Cruiser. Okay. This oh, is one that okay. we've talked about on a few things. There have been some bull market list chats about these things, but SUVs are hot, hot, hot. They are. And that is, um, it's a late generation and it's a really good buy. And I have gone ahead and picked that one at a number two, because I believe in a more modern car, you got to find a better condition and it's still only 20,000. So why not? $20,000. That was one of go. my bench cars. Just not. Was out. it? Yes, it was. All right, Julie. Yeah. Okay. So I missed your pick, Greg. What was it? Uh, Rising Sun. Yes. No, no. What was your pick? Because I think I froze for a second there. Oh, mine was a 1966 Honda S600 convertible. Okay. All right. So my pick is a 1976 Datsun 280Z at a number three condition for 10,700. Brad strategy. <laughs> oh, that's insulting. <laughs> a rising tide uh, raises all boats, right? Is right. Here, right. okay. This all is right, this Julie. is like more math than I did in college already. <laughs> oh, got it. Julie, you're up again with uh, Germany or Germany. Okay. Um, this is actually a personal favorite. So, it is a 1995 Mercedes Benz E500 in a condition number two for sixty thousand two hundred. <laughs> I think you might have taken Ramsey out on that one. <laughs> All right. All right, Brad. How's the math coming? Well, it's 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 coming. It's coming. Um, fortunately, my German, I had a few options here, and I'm going down to the well of something that I personally found really cool. And I am going 1985 Mercedes 300 TD wagon. Okay. Is that like six grand? Uh, a number three condition car, my friend, is 13,600. Oh, nice. <laughs> Here's the reasoning. You dive into the guide and you see a number one, woo, a number two, woo. The difference between a number two condition and a three condition was like 30-some thousand to like 13. So again, that tells me smart. number three condition cars are on the rise right behind them. So I use that same logic, actually. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Really? That's good. Yeah. All right. You All know, right. Brad, if your wife calls me and wants to know why you're paying three times what a 300 turbo diesel is worth, <laughs> I am going to explain it to Again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this all comes out. <laughs> I'm real confident on the front end. Always. <laughs> all right, Ramsey. Dad 2001 BMW M three coupe in a number two condition for forty one thousand one hundred dollars i just think that the earlier m3s are just they're skyrocketing greg you saw what we did with that m3 evo the sport over two hundred and ten thousand dollars in arizona and much like mr phillips particular approach to this I believe that the money will now move a little bit upstream. And I, frankly, my generation, I think that 2001 M3, I just think that is a stunning car. No, great pick. Have you picked anything older than 1990? It's fuel-injected power <laughs> for a lot of payoff. All right. I'm the last. And to me, I picked the most obvious. So I'm glad it's still here. 1972 911S, Condition 3. For $122,000. I know 
9-11s are a little soft, but you can't go wrong with that pick. Wow. All right. What, I'll start. What, year, what year was that? Uh, 72. 72. Okay. Wow. All right. I kick off the next one. Future collectibles. My first pick, Brad torpedoed with the uh, Land Cruiser. <laughs> oh, wow. My third pick, he torpedoed with the Dodge Viper. So I'm going to go with my second pick. 1996 Corvette Grand Sport Convertible. Uh, condition 3 for 27.5. Nice job, Brad. Mm. Well, <laughs> proves I can give it as well as take it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that the way that's supposed to be? <laughs> Might double check that. <laughs> All right, Ramsey. Yes, for future collectible, uh, pick number one, 2011 Aston Martin V8 Vantage S in a number two condition with an average value of $59,300 for queen and country. Well, well, yes. That was in the Haggerty Bull Market article recently, but it was a 2007. So you actually just torpedoed one of my Kardashian cars. Yeah, Thank you very yeah, much. Yep, I went with the later S model. I drove one of those uh, about a month ago. And how in the world they are not going to go up in value is beyond me because they are really, really quite rewarding to drop. Right. Okay. All right, Brad. You're up. Okay, don't mind me. Just rearranging an entire spreadsheet over here because of a couple of picks. That's the goal. It's like a. You seen the movie Boiler Room? I got. You wouldn't believe the screens I got. <laughs> Doc tickers everywhere. All right. So my future collectible really shouldn't be that big of a surprise to some of us who have done seminars on this topic, but. To some people out there, I believe it is a surprise. So I have picked the 1988 Porsche 924 S. Oh, now, nice. a 924S is the best of both worlds because it's that little narrow body from the 924, but it's got the guts and the heart of a 944 in it. It is the most collectible 924 in a number three condition to keep me under a cap that's looming over my head, $8,500. Nice. Wow. It's going to go up. You mark that my words. Nowhere to go with us, Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next month, there'll 80... be $500 more. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, anybody who knows me is selling everything I'm mentioning right now. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> All right, Julie, what is your future collectible? Did Julie freeze? Uh oh. Oh, there she okay, is. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Sorry, back. I was just so appalled by Brad's pick that I had to <laughs> walk away for a second. <laughs> okay, is that on me now? Yes. Okay, so for future collectible, I'm going with a another personal favorite. This would probably be my family beach car, a 1962 Fiat 500 Jolly. Ooh. In a condition number three for 46,600. Nice. What color? Oh, pale blue. Oh, okay. Very nice. All right, Julie, you're back up again. Uh, rear and mid engine. Okay. I'm going to go with my birth year, 1985 Lamborghini Jalpa for 60. Oh, beautiful car. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful car. car. Very Condition nice. number three for 62,000. Nice. All right, Brad, 
Uh, Put your spreadsheets down. I'm dying here. <laughs> See, so here's the math problem I made. So I had to go so hard with that that ESO. Oh my God, I'm so over. <laughs> Make them all number five. Do we have a, do we have a, a uh, let's see, a condition eight in the price <laughs> on a lot of these. So rear-engined, mid-engined, that's what we're looking at here. Is yes. This buying time as he scrolls. One million, Brad. One Brad, million. would you like to phone a friend? <laughs> all right. Uh... Don't you oh, God Almighty! I'm going to stick with my original one, and I'm going to figure it out later, which is my mainstay. Um, 1994 Ferrari 348TB, much unloved for a long time. This is a condition three, which means <laughs> due for a service. And that <laughs> for sixty-five, six hundred all day long. Wow! All right. That's a good fit. I'm still digging a hole I can't get out of. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I think it's my turn. All right, so I'm going to pick a car that's been creeping up. It followed not only the 911 prices, but it followed the 914 prices. The 1956 VW Carmen Ghia, condition three for $30,300. Straightforward. Nice. All right, now it's time for Super Hyper Insane. <laughs> I don't think I can go wrong with this one. Wait, I'm wait, picking... I think I need to pick a mid-engine, Greg. Oh, did I skip you? All right. Yes. yes. Oh, That's my a... bad. As a tribute to my dear friend, Ray Schaefer, I will be picking a 1988 Pontiac Fiero GT. Wow. Condition number two, worth $15,900. Uh, all I have to do is simply buy his for $25,000, and I win. <laughs> so that's the plan. <laughs> Great pick. Best year of the Fiero. Yes, it is absolutely the best year. I don't know if that's saying much, but that is the best year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry about that, Ramsey. That's okay, Greg. All right. So my pick for the super hyper insane, it's been very steady. I don't know if it'll go up anymore, but the 2006 Ford GT Heritage Edition. Grade oh. level three for 310000 all right. So what what condition was that? Three. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up, I think it goes back around for Super Hyper Insane. Greg, this should come at no surprise to you. My most desirable, most wanted, the 2004 Aston Martin Vanquish. Now here's the magic. That car in a condition number one is a $70,800 car. That has got to be the single greatest value on the supercar market today. No, that's great. Okay. Keeping with the British. Yes, sir. All right, Brad. Super hyper insane. You dare ask me about super hyper insane <laughs> after you stole my Ford GT? Yes. Payback. Hey, oh, yeah. stole mine too. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, so here's where we get into some fun, kids, because I think super, hyper, insane can mean a lot of things to different people. And my pick for super, hyper, insane is the 1977 Aston Martin Lagonda Series 2. You name a more insane pick than a car that has no more parts support. You couldn't find a screw for the thing on eBay. Absolutely <laughs> unrestorable. I love them, particularly in a 
number two condition for $74,400. Those are only going to go down. Epically yeah, cool. <laughs> I think they're epically cool. You, Nate, that's that first iteration of that beautiful wedge. Give me you my remember we're picking cars to win, right? Right. Huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, game, Brad. You're trying to win. Remember? Oh, wait. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out for you. Well, I did just find 200 grand in the budget by doing that. So <laughs> maybe there's some strategy involved. Hmm? Better be good with your bench cars. All right, Julie. Okay, I'm gonna have to shift some things around too, but um, I'm gonna go with a 1982 Lamborghini Countach LP 400S. Nice. For the lovely bargain of $355,000. There it is. What condition? Two? Um, it is a uh, condition number two, yes. Okay. All right. Nice. Well, you get to lead off the super hard category of basically Truman was before Truman was president. So pre-1946. This was a hard one, I think, for all of us. This was a hard one, but um, I'm going to go with a classic oldie but goodie, a 1930 Ford Model A in a, uh, what is that? I think it's a condition three for 19500 Okay, that's solid. All right, Brad, he's Bradley? furiously working over there. Oh boy, I may have uh, I may have to leave the column. That's not going to help me out. Okay, so <laughs> this actually wasn't so bad, and I do actually have a lot of love in this category, right? I did used to own a 1917 car, so I understand what it's like to be able to run faster than the vehicle you're driving. Um, I picked the 1945 Willys CJ2A, your classic military Jeep. Absolutely loved. Absolutely on the rise in any category that you could consider a car to be valued in. I defy you to find data different than that. Uh, number one condition car, $27,400. And what year was that? 45. Hmm. Okay. We said 46 and earlier. Yes. I'm trying Free to figure war. out how I can torpedo, torpedo that choice. All right. Go ahead, Ransom. Uh, did you have it? Did you uh, have it somewhere else? Did you? I fear Brad may have, Nailed that category. Well chosen, Brad. But uh, I'm going to, for my most expensive pick of the event, 1935 Auburn Supercharged Phaeton, number two condition, hmm. $170,000. Wow. Yes. Nice. Okay. For mine, I think it was torpedoed, but I need the group to vote. I picked the 1942 Willys Overland MB quarter ton. Mm. Too close. Do you have a number two pick, Greg? I do, but you took it. It wasn't the open top, but still, it was an Auburn. So I do have a number three pick. Better go for it. A 1942 Lincoln Zephyr convertible coupe, number three condition for 33 grand. That's actually a good pick. It's not going up, yeah. but it that's hopefully yeah. stands steady. I think that's insane. That's insane. It is so insane. <laughs> it's insane for a lot of reasons, but it is uh, so insane. Yeah. All right. I had two torpedoed in that round. All right. I'll start off Nintendo Gen. 
also known as Young Timers, Radwood, something like that. I'm going to pick a 1995 Lancia Delta Integrale. Wow. Condition number three for $40,500. Beautiful blue one in Arizona last weekend. Yeah, that's that's a little insider information there. Well chosen. (laughs) Uh, Next up, uh, I have for my Nintendo generation, my second least expensive car, and the only thing that could possibly be worth more than a Ford Taurus SHO, would be a 1986 Mazda RX-7, the most unloved of all the generations, the second, a turbo in condition number two, worth an average of $18,400. Very familiar to people like Brad and I, because that's a rather expensive car. That's a good pick. Yeah. All right, Bradley. Okay. Uh, Nintendo Gen, I, uh, you almost gave me a heart attack when you started <laughs> off with yours, Greg, um, but I will prevail here, no <laughs> doubt about it. And this is going to be the one that, that uh, makes up for my Testarossa, because this is one of my favorite cars ever. Nintendo Gen, let's talk about a 1995 BMW 850 CSI mm. in a number one condition at $208,000. You can go down, but I'm telling you, condition-wise on these things, they're all rolling. Those are awesome, awesome, awesome cars. V12, 380, 90 horsepower, something like that with a six-speed. That is a car. That is a car. flag on this. Do we need to get the accountants? Can you really afford that? <laughs> I can. I've got, a, I've got a list. Believe me, I'm going. I'll go over a full, a full accounting. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Post-audit coming. Yeah, three quarters of a million just in two cars, Brad. Have you not noticed that all my other cars add up to about a nickel? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Julie, you're up. Okay, Um, I've been hanging out with Brad a little too much, so I'm going to go with the 1988 Porsche 944 Turbo, Nick Edition Mm. Three for fifteen thousand five hundred. Okay. All right. Good choice. Okay, Julie, let's do it again. Under $30,000. Okay. Um, A 1977 Saab 99 Turbo in a condition number two for $12,500. Sorry, Brad. That one's out. (laughs) Well, I have had many heated discussions with our valuation people, and everyone knows my love of the Saab 9000. Oh, my gosh. So far, unnamed in our book. I contribute to the National Saab Owners Magazine, and I can't get it in. Are you kidding me? (laughs) These these cars are worth hundreds of dollars. Are you people not paying attention? Hundreds, hundreds. I tell you. All right, Brad, you're up. Me under thirty grand. Easy. Well, you're gonna like this. All right. 1968, because I think one of our picks ought to be before 1970. <laughs> I'll admit, this resonates with me because I kept picking cars, but okay, what are the ones really on the rise? A lot of this newer stuff's on the rise. Okay, 68 Subaru 360. Oh, come on! Nope, because when oh. you pick one on a number three condition value, it's 29,800. Oh, nice play. Let me tell you. 
Those are going up, my friends. Those are iconic. They're a ton of fun. They're little tiny things. Everybody loves them. They're real cute. <laughs> You're They're welcome from Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Under 30,000. A 2004 Porsche 968 Coupe in a number three condition for $22,500 because I bought one. It's being delivered on Thursday and Ooh. I'm going to need the value to go up as much <laughs> as possible as I begin to just pour money into it. Nice. What color? It is black uh, coupe at 50,000 miles and it has literally not moved one inch in 13 years. So mm, it's probably wow. going to bankrupt me and I'm going to need uh, I'm going to need all of our fans to try and raise the value of this. So next time we do this, we'll be able to see it in the background, hopefully not on lists. Yes, yes, yes you will. <laughs> okay. For my pick for under $30,000 and I was scared to death somebody was going to pick it from the bull market list. 2000 Audi TT Quattro in number one condition for $23,500. That's a lot of car for the money. Yeah, that's a lot. All right. Last one, Kardashian. Now, there might be some, you know, fisticuffs here. How do you define Kardashian luxury? Well, I defined it <laughs> as with a 1968 Mercedes-Benz 600 Pullman. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I like those things. That's condition cool. number two, $214,000. You're making up, you're making up ground in the other Greg, what did we sell that for? for three something. Three yeah. something? God bless. I should have been a little bit more devious here. Um, <laughs> for my Kardashian pick, going back the other direction, a 2006 Bentley Continental GT in a number two condition because I just don't see how you can buy how, how much longer a beautiful British 12 cylinder can only be an average of $40,300 for, I would like to point out, Brad, a grand total in all 11 of my unfettered picks. $492,200. I have $507,000, Brad. If I could give it to you, I would, but too bad. Wow. Wow. I get it. I get I it. I like 10 grand left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brad. You look like you got the thinking cap on. Well, I, I do because I, I realize I've got a little more money than I thought I did because I'm, I'm furiously driving in. So... I got to tell you, um, what's the penalty if we do our math wrong? And at the end, we find that we, we didn't have one. Do we want to do it? I mean, this is the last of it. We can do, we want to do a, a special check on one of these things. I don't know. Because what do y'all think? My thought I is, is really, just knock a grade really down on a car. No, I, you can't, you can't, the, the cap is a million bucks. Yeah. If you got to knock a grade down. You know, another condition could be a yeah. number four instead of a number three. Yeah, I'm, that's that's what I got to do. All right, so here we go. So my luxury car, and you have to admit that it's luxurious because of all the leather, the uh -oh. air-conditioned appointments to it. 
Uh, matter of fact, you can get leather on every surface of this vehicle if you so chose. <laughs> various special works programs. And I am going with the 1987 Porsche 930 Turbo, which is Ooh. incredibly iconic, not only as a sports car, but as a luxurious vehicle. No, Bradley. I got a flag on the flag. No, no. No. I'm going to say no to that one as well. Absolutely not, Phillips. What? <laughs> what? No. No. Just going to make me pick my original pick and leave $48,000 on the table. <laughs> well, well, I'm just leaving 500 grand. Us, Brad Phillips. No. <laughs> no. You know what? I'm so confident that I'm still going to win this thing. I'll stand by my original pick. Are you ready for my actual luxury pick? Yeah. As we drag this thing into its third hour. You're all welcome. <laughs> uh, the 1986 Jaguar XJS V12 H-E, $26,600 in a number one condition. That's a good pick. I do believe that XJSs are about to get some real love. You look at what Series 3 E-types are doing right now, and it's going to carry it right on through. Really, I wish I, I thought I could just bump it up, but I'm like, oh, how do you pick the number one in that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, that's a good pick. If that had you guys really weren't going to let me have a 930 Turbo as a, as a, as a no. Kardashian luxury no. car? You no, really man, we were the not. fire that way, did you? <laughs> really? They it's call it the Widowmaker, Brad. There's nothing like her. <laughs> <about it. laughs> All right, Julie, to close know. it. All right. So clearly none of you have ever actually watched the Kardashians. No, I have not. <laughs> uh, we, I think we should all tell what our final total was. Cause I, cause well, after we Julie. Yes. Okay. Thank so you. this is the last pick. This is my Kardashian luxury pick. It is a 1958 Cadillac Eldorado Barretts. Nice. Oh, that's nice. In a condition number two for 80,000. Nice. Okay. okay. Good pick. Okay, if you've all have done your math, I've got to do a little bit here, but I got it figured out. I have left in my cap $11,400. I have left over $507,800. No, you Ramsey. didn't read the rules. <laughs> Ramsey. Nowhere to go but up, friends. Nowhere to go but up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> see how the strategy, strategy works. It is a strategy. <laughs> is it percentage increase or is it total dollars at the end? Dollars. Dollars. Yeah, what? so you've got to... He's already got to make up like a half million bucks before he even gets to where we're starting from. <laughs> percentage. You know, I figured a guy like you would be all into reading contracts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, you do have a bench I car you can plug in there for the next round. That's true. Uh -oh. You could mm -hmm. just one. Yeah. Right, right so I down. have uh, twenty two thousand four hundred left. Good. Okay. Brad, I have forty eight thousand eight hundred left, which is oh, that pains him. It because I had <laughs> my first, my first with you pirates hadn't gotten all involved in that. I was a I had a four hundred dollar differential between a million. I mean, I was like balancing the family check. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. And I had to scramble sweatily throughout this whole thing. Thanks. <laughs> well, we have three more of these to go. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, we will have another one in May and September, and then we'll have the Super Bowl in January. So if the listeners would like to join us, 
just go to collectorcarpodcast.com or email me or one of these guys and we'll send you all the information you have to join us by april the first if we have enough folks we'll have some brackets and have some good times with this so any last minute comments from any of the team players here Overall, I'd say the crankshafters feel confident. <laughs> How do the fashionistas feel? Uh, the socialistas feel oh, good. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I think we feel good. I think we had some surprises in there, so be good. Well, how do the flip floppers feel? Uh, you know exactly how the flip flopper feels right at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think the three of you got your little cabal going here. <laughs> And you change the rules halfway through. <laughs> oh, you're so confident coming in. Yes, oh. I was. I mean, I would, one car could have gone up $1,200 in value and it would have been a 20% increase. I thought for sure I had this wrapped up. You know, well, you know Randy, a, lot, a lot of people go down in the basement to catch a helicopter. We can understand your mentality, <laughs> your strategy. It's going to work out just fine for you. So your bench pick car for the next round will be key to your success. So good yeah, luck with that. It's worth $282,000. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean, the- honestly, you could come back from from that very simply with with the with the, with one big honking car. Definitely. Definitely. Oh. Don't be discouraged, Ramsey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for joining. We will do this again in May. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.